and welcome to India Startup Chat, the best podcast series on startups, investments, opportunities and views from India. Brought to you by Ravi Gururaj, Mukun Mohan and me, Lakshmi Rebecca. Here is this week's chat. Welcome to India Startup Chat. This is podcast number 14. And in person. Uh, yes, in, in person. person for the first, first time. time. Same, same time yeah. zone, same place. Absolutely. And actually for the first time I met hey, Ravi fight. and High Mukun. High five, high five. <laughs> <laughs> Mukun in the, in the same place. Yeah. Uh, you know, look, for the first four months, in four months. Yeah. I know. Yeah, we've been doing this for four months. Very it's good. the first time. And I have to tell you, this uh, we are actually at Vivanta Baitaj, which is, which is in Yashwanpur, uh, in Bangalore, and this is Day two of NASCOM product conclave, and Ravi's been going nonstop for a week now. I've never seen him eat, but I think he has this secret pill that he takes, which keeps his energy up. Because whether it's eleven o'clock at night or at seven a.m., which is right now, uh, we're still going. And Mukun, I don't know how he does it. He's just flown in from the U.S. He says he's not jet lagged, but I saw him yawn a gazillion times yesterday. But he made it again at seven a.m. this morning. So you guys are like awesome, like Duracell like, batteries. You were doing like nonstop videos. She yes. was like non-stop on videos. I know. Videos. <laughs> uh, <laughs> people, they have on the crew. I mean, <laughs> this video, that video, like non-stop number of videos. <laughs> Great stuff. Okay, so uh, it's crazy. Three crazy people working together. Let's dive into the topic. So today's topic is uh, the secret to building a great early team. So I'm going to ask both of you, from based on your experience, what is the one thing that you would bet on that you think delivers, you know, or helps you build a great early team? For me, at least, it's the network, right? It's uh, the network of folks that you've worked with in the past. Uh, it's the network of uh, folks you know from industry connects and, you know, maybe as partners that you worked with uh, that, you know, have uh, where you're able to assess them up front. That, and, you know, and then the second order is the referral network that network brings once you hire that first set of early people onto your team, right? Uh, the power of that and then... You know, the, the referrals, uh, your, your uh, trusted, uh, you know, first degree separation network brings to you. That's, I think, the key. Obviously, you know, you could also go out and talk to, you know, recruiters and consultants and do the, the traditional thing. But for that first early team, the first four or five or six people on the team, you need to have a high degree of trust that it's going to work, that the chemistry is going to be right, that you're not going to have to, uh, you know, undo decisions that are made within months of starting up, you know, that, because that can be quite fatal to an early team, right? And the chemistry and, 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 you know, the morale and everything. So you need to make sure those hires are right. And the, the biggest challenge, obviously, is it's uh, the, the trade-off between speed and and, and getting, uh, you know, the right people on board, right? Now, Ravi, yesterday I was watching you at NPC. I think there were like a thousand people who spoke to you. You obviously have a large network, but filtering from that network is a, is a challenge or is it not? No, I wouldn't call that the network I'd hire from necessarily because that's the network that is the community network. Sure, say, I mean, right? that's just an example, yeah. right? So I'm, I'm talking ecosystem. specifically about people I've worked with and, okay. you know, managed in some cases, who have managed me in some cases, who I've worked with in adjacent teams, right? Mukund, what's your secret to a great early team? So I think I separate between two sets of people, uh, the early team of co-founders and the first set of employees that join. So for co-founders, uh, I agree with Ravi that you need to have worked with the person before, but it's insufficient, I think, in my experience to have just worked with them before. You need to have aligned interest around what you're trying to build, right? So what happens in a lot of cases is you've worked with people for many, many years and they like the style of work, they like the kind of work that you do, 
but they are not excited about the specific area that you're working on. So Ravi and me have worked with each other for nearly five years now. He wants to do something, for example, let's say in e-commerce and delivery. And I'm like, uh, I don't want to do e-commerce. So we won't make a great co-founding team in that sense. But if we both like a specific area, then it would. That's one part of the co-founding team is very, very critical. Second part is the early hires. And almost always it becomes uh, very important to have the first hire and then the second hire and the third hire in that order to be more and more setting the bar for the future hires, right? Because the first early team, very similar to the co-founders, attract a certain set of people. The first hires will also attract a certain set of other people on an ongoing basis. So to me, hiring the first set of people through the extended network, as you would call it, from either you or your co-founder, as Ravi had mentioned, is important. What I've also found is that people that are very passionate about the space, whom you may not know very, very well, also form good first hires as opposed to co-founders. Co-founders, you've got to be in line, in sync with practically speaking most things. But the first hires I've also found to be people that really like the space, want to do a lot of great things in the space, but haven't been given an opportunity to work there. So I think that's the, that's the other one. Okay, so three points you guys have already made. One is, of course, having a network in which you have a bunch of people, a pool of people that you're familiar with, with their work in particular. Second is, Mukund, you talked about aligned interests. Like you can have those people whose work you're familiar with, but they've got to have interests that align with yours. And the third is setting the bar you know, the quality of the people and the quality of their knowledge of the specific vertical that you're working on uh, with early hires. Now, in your own experience, which has been the most challenging thing to achieve so far in building a great early team? So the culture almost always for me, and I think culture is a very nebulous word. It's a hard word to quantify, but the way I put it in a simple term would be culture is what defines who you hire, how you hire, and how you set the bar for them to grow up in the organization. When I say grow up, I mean when the organization becomes bigger and bigger, who do you promote, etc. And culture starts from initially maybe an aligned set of values, right? So you say, we, and a lot of people use this as a very simple way to say, we, we value integrity, we value honesty. I don't know anybody that would say otherwise, but the way I think about it is what are things that make you and your co-founder happy? in this place versus going and working at a place that you would complain inseasonally, you know, my boss is a pain, he doesn't give me the authority to do stuff, I have to take approvals for everything. So what would you call as culture, as three or four or five values that you believe are critical? Do you want to move fast? Do you want to be able to go ahead and start new things very quickly? Do you want a set of people that really trust each other to get things done very, very quickly without approvals? So once you put those things the culture elements in place, then by default, if you communicate that well, you will attract a certain set of people who believe in that culture. So I think that becomes important. Absolutely. I think culture plays a huge role in drawing the right kind of people post the first set of hires. And also, I think it sets the tone of conversation and productivity within the team. Yeah, so for me, it's, uh, I think I agree entirely with everything Mukund said about culture. That's absolutely important. But I think also, I would add uh, that it's about that you know, startups in the first phase are making lots of decisions uh, and they're looking at tons more options in the decisions they're making. In fact, the, the problem is you can only go down a certain path. <laughs> and But at the same time, you need to brainstorm everything. People need to be able to throw ideas out of the table. You know, so this is, I think, part of what Mukund is talking about in culture is, you know, you need to be able to 
uh, have lots of discussions, propose lots of things, champion lots of options, but then back off when finally a decision is made, right? And that's very hard sometimes because some people, especially when you discuss something at depth, I found they start to sense of sense of ownership in something. And, you know, then they're like, it's their baby. Now they're proposing it, you know? And so you've got to have the right mindset, that startup mindset, that innovation mindset, which is, hey, I can, we can discuss things in great detail, we can disagree about the options, but then we can all align and, and row in the same direction, right? Because that's very important. Because in a startup, you know, you've got 10 options, you have to do one. <laughs> and somebody has to decide and go down that path, right? So culture and leadership sort of holds it all together. Now tell me in your experience, what's the worst you've seen? When things go wrong, it can get pretty bad, right? I mean, the startup can fail. So what's the worst you've seen? You know, one thing is if there's too many cooks in the kitchen is one thing that can kind of derail a startup very quickly. Uh, to my earlier point of, you know, having lots of options, but then finally having to decide, it's always best to have for certain areas at least, uh, not achieve consensus only, but you should have a, a, a point of view that that drives you. There should be a vision that drives you. Uh, there should be some framework that says, this is the way we run the company. This is the way we build the product. This is the way we build the team. This is the way we deal with our customers. This is the way we think about the market. This is the goal we're trying to achieve, right? And then that guides all the decisions. And then there's somebody who is the ombudsman within the company, yeah. right? Uh, who, who provides that leadership to decide. And, you know, that's often not there in some teams. Some teams work great uh, early with, with many people involved. Some people work better with a smaller team. So I'd say size of team is one thing you should be really aware of. I think, you know, very important. I think, uh, you know, the other thing I found that is sometimes a challenge is it's uh, the coalition of the willing and available. <laughs> what do I mean by that? You know, a founder gets going, he says, I'm doing this. And then he starts talking to people at various meetups and everything. And, you know, he goes, tries to hire, but he doesn't have money to help pay them. Then he says, okay, I'm giving away a stock, but the stock is not worth anything because the company hasn't got going yet. Uh, whereas, and most of the people he's trying to target, he or she, and I've used that interchangeably, are people in, in comfortable roles, you know, and so it's hard to peel off. And then so you end up saying, okay, I'll compromise, I'll, you know, XYZ is available and they're willing and they bought into my story. But that's not the right way to build a team. You know? It's actually hard to build that early team. And you've got to be patient about it. You've got to, it might be even harder than raising funds, which I hear a lot of complaints about that early yeah. first funding. Yeah. But, you know, I, I don't, you should never make your team the, a coalition of the willing and available, right? Because then you don't get the right domain expertise. You don't get the right pa talent. You don't get the right level of buy-in and, and execution capability, right? Sure. You know, it's interesting that you mentioned uh, too many cooks, too many leaders, but then you see a lot of startups today which have multiple co-founders. And that comes both with its benefits, advantages, and challenges because when you have multiple co-founders, you can sort of split up the effort, yes, but in a startup right at the beginning, everybody's doing a bit of everything. And it takes a bit of time for people to sort of figure out what people's strengths are and what they should sort of really take ownership of and, you know, which where the buck stops with certain things with specific people. So I think there are three things that I found very difficult, right? Lack of clarity of role and accountability. That's number one. Who's really, there are two co-founders. Sometimes one person says, I'm the CEO. When you go into another meeting, it turns out that the decisions are being made by a person who's not the CEO. So lack of clarity of role and accountability for role is the number one thing that I've seen. The second one is the lack of a framework for decision making. And that becomes usually because, I'll give you an example. We had a, a 
we had a fairly difficult issue come up for us when we had to pivot our product based on feedback that we got from a bunch of customers. And I was talking to a couple of different people in the team. It turned out that my co-founder wasn't there at that point of time. He was in a meeting of some sort or something like that. And we started to go down the path and we had a fairly significant one hour, one and a half hour meeting and we got a lot of things clarified as a team. And then the next time, in four hours later, when we met my co-founder, he was like, oh, how did you guys decide this? How did you get? Because we hadn't figured out what the framework was for decision-making. Mm-hmm. The third one, which is not necessarily maybe now that I think about it in the right order, is a, a lack of communicating how things get done. And when I say commun- it's an all-encompassing bucket, no doubt. But early teams, one thing that kills people is under-communicating. So I would say over-communicate and it's okay. Literally anything and everything, you're just talking to each other or emailing or putting it on Slack or do whatever it takes, but over-communicate. Those three things, uh, which is lack of clarity and accountability, uh, unable to have a framework for decision-making, and then lack of communication, not in that order, depending on different teams, the order changes, are the three things that kills early-stage good quality teams. Okay, fantastic. So now I'm Coming to the final question for this podcast, which is your one example of a great Indian startup with a fantastic early team? Uh, I've seen three or four different teams that have built very, very good, very, very, have been built very, very well. I really like the founding team at uh, uh, Avalesh's WebEngage. I've liked uh, Krish and Chargebee as well. WebEngage is the name of Avalesh's company, Avalesh Singh. And then Krish and Chargebee have built a great team. Another very, very good team that has been just consistently impressed me has been the guys from Freshdesk and Girish and, and his team, right? So all of these teams, I think, are really good. That's not to say other teams are not good, but these are the teams that stood out to me. And, of course, the, the all, all everybody talks about Flipkart, Sachin and Benny being the one-two punch, and they surrounded themselves with an early set of people also that were really, really good. Uh, those are teams that I come, come to mind that are excellent. Awesome. Ravi, what are your great examples? So, you know, Mukund's picked some great teams. I think, you know, uh, there are others that I think have done very well too. Let's let's take a look at the e-commerce space, for instance, you know. In addition to Flipkart, uh, you've got Inmobi is a, is a very good team as well. The, the four founders there have found ways to complement each other uh, throughout the journey. Uh, I think, uh, you know, it's basically... Uh, a company that's gone through a, a, an internal pivot initially, right? And they've come out very strong after after that. Uh, I think, uh, you know, I think the most important thing in India still is many of these teams are still young. They're still getting going. I think, you know, even the so-called unicorns still have a long way to go. I think you see Ola is a very good team, you know. Uh, those two founders have built a very strong uh, product there from the very beginning and uh, you know they're taking different roles you know one Bhavesh has been more public and thing and you know Ankit I think has been more back in the background building the product and you know so they, they've complemented each other brilliantly right and you know uh, maybe uh, you know that's the kind of model where you know two three founders you know each understanding their role each pushing hard and and them you know collectively the sum of the parts is way greater, <laughs> you know. Uh, that's the kind of synergy you want to kind of create, right, in the, on the team. You know, another important thing when you talk about hiring early teams, uh, apart from culture, is also diversity, right, bringing women into the team. And it's nice to have somebody there in the, in the core team right at the beginning who brings in that balance, brings in that other kind of thinking and and 
perspectives, you know, and background and context. Um, now, let's take an example of where we are today, NPC. How many women do we meet in this ecosystem? Uh, and how many women have both of you met who you actually would think, okay, that person could be part of my early team who's got enough technical knowledge, uh, domain knowledge, whatever that domain might be, it need not be technology in, in particular, um, and has the kind of, uh, you know, the personality needed, the, the people skills needed, so I think, you know, just specifically to NPC, I think it's grown over the years and, you know, you see more and more women here. You know, we saw, uh, you know, low double digits and now we're in the high double digits or approaching three three digits, right, uh, in terms of just attendees who come out. I think this is a reflective of the about 5 to 10 percent of uh, the population of entrepreneurs who are women, right? It's, uh, it's reflective of that and I hope it'll grow and we should do a lot to make it grow because I think, you know, we're, we're losing out uh, on a, not just a perspective, but potentially a whole community of folks who can come in and build products that serve, you know, after all, half the population is women. Absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, half Absolutely. the consumers are women. And I bet more, more, more than half the decisions are made by women. <laughs> <laughs> in purchase, you know. So, you know, if you're if you're if you're building any product here that you know is going to serve a woman, uh, you better have a perspective of how that uh, looks, right? Now, obviously, there are other ways to achieve that too than just hiring a woman on the team. But I think you know, diverse perspectives is, is a very important aspect of any team. Not even you know, without even talking about gender. I think you know, it's just you need to have lots of different points of view, uh, lots of different capabilities on a team, right? And a good team has that over time, you know. Um, I think yesterday I was mentioning, uh, I was asking Sangeeta Gupta from NASCOM and she was giving me the number of the day, which I think was uh, in the first part of 2010-2011, NPC had in the 20s of the total number of attendees who were women, out of a little over a thousand, and this time it's over 80, 79, 80 is what she was saying. So diversity to me is uh, is important, but not only just, you know, gender diversity, uh, diversity of age, diversity of thought. I think the basic underlying philosophy, someone thinks different from you is the diversity you're looking for. Uh, they may look different from you as well, which is maybe another part of diversity, but someone who thinks differently from you is very valuable for a startup. You don't want everybody thinking the same thing and you have group think, and, you know. And the number, by the way, just to clarify what Mukun's talking about is the paid registrations. Yeah. Uh, we had about 40 different women entrepreneurs come in. We've had, you know, 40 women speakers, you know, so there are a lot more women at the conference overall, right? Percentage yeah, percentage-wise yeah, percentage right? so also, it's yeah, much, much higher now. Yeah. Fantastic. And I think on that note, it's a wrap. It's, um, it should be exciting to see um, the NASCAR product enclave next year, and hopefully we'll have more women. Okay, so on that topic, we have a question for you. Which is the craziest place you met a potential co-founder or an early hire? Really? The, the craziest, craziest place. place. It could be the men's loo, the women's loo. Uh, <laughs> maybe okay. uh, when you were out at adventure sports, or maybe you were out uh, shopping for clothes. You know, which is the craziest place that you met a potential co-founder or early hire? Send in your answers. We're on Twitter and Facebook. We're on at in startup chat. We're on Facebook. It's facebook.com forward slash India startup chat. And it's time now to announce the winner Last uh, in the last podcast. Hey. Did the, I win? Did I win? Uh, you asked the question, Mukut. Oh. 
<laughs> in the last podcast, okay. we asked, yes, we asked uh, when and how will Beacon Technology take off in India? We had a few responses come in on Twitter and on Facebook. And I think the winning answer is from Shreyas108. That's hey. the Twitter handle. Okay. Uh, that's the Twitter handle. Shreyas108. <laughs> uh, and he won because he mentioned that uh, he felt that Beacon Technology would take off in India next year, uh, especially with all the work around smart cities that have just begun. So congratulations, Shreyas. Um, tweet in or Facebook message us your complete name and address and the Goki six-month product goodie will be on its way to you. Clap, and, clap, 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 clap. And it's a wrap. Thank you, Mukun. Thank you, Ravi. Thank Bye, you. Lakshmi. Bye, Lakshmi. And that was this week's India Startup Chat podcast. Get in touch with us on Twitter. The handle is at InStartupChat and on our Facebook page, India Startup Chat. Send in your feedback, suggestions and lots of retweets and likes.